Hey, Nick. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? I'm getting ready to light up a bishop. I just had myself a gator. Are you guys tired of hearing us say this? We're sick and tired of playing this. We are. And why don't we record it? We just keep doing it live every I time. I don't know. You guys just need to go over to martinascigars.com and pick up some bishops and gators. Yeah. Make us happy. Yeah. We'll stop playing this if you guys yeah. just buy our cigars. Tell you what, we'll make you a deal. What's that? If they go and buy the bishop and gator, we're going to do this podcast for free for them. There we go. Go buy bishops and gators. Now coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. It's the cigar pulpit. Okay, are we starting now? Stop. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's your band Gator. And we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. So, joining us today, we have Trey Mack. He is the uh, sales rep for Aladino JRE Tobacco. How are you? Great, man. How y'all doing? Appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight. We're we're having a great time. We're excited you're here. Coming to you from the Aladino Mobile Studios. Exactly. Currently broadcasting at Top Shooters in Columbia, Illinois. We cannot be more grateful to JRE Tobacco for hooking us up. We appreciate you guys too. You guys have been us good a to lot us. of love. Do I have you to thank for the sponsorship? I think it goes both ways. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, a little nudge here, a little nudge there. Listen to the show here, listen to the show there, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Were we your first choice? Well, I, I really wanted to be on the Pat McAfee show. That was, <laughs> that was my first choice. Uh, didn't work out. Um, but you guys were number two. We're, we're, we're glad well, you're here. That's good. That's <laughs> good. So today, we're actually going to be smoking a selection from Aladino. We are. Imagine that. I know. And I'm going to put uh, Trey on the spot here, and he's going to tell us about these cigars. So I have the uh, Aladino Maduro. Yes, you do. Well, everything that we do starts with Corojo. Um, Julio Eroa is the king of Corojo, or after Tiger King, I like to say Corojo King. And okay. I like that. I mean, good. We'll, we'll work that in. I really, and especially if people would you know, gather behind me right now, I want to have a shirt with Julio's face on it, and it says Corojo King. I think that's a good idea. I think, I think we can probably make that happen. I think they would sell like crazy. I think so, too. <laughs> and so, I think you need to get like a crew of people to wear those to like one of the trade shows. That'd be awesome. I think that would be really funny. That would be wicked. You know, you just have like 25, because well, something like that. It only takes 20, 25 people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's it. And it's like, man, this shirt's everywhere. I know. You know? Finding, I it, finding a girl with one arm is going to be tough. Oh, I no. We, we've got the hookup. It's down in Tampa. Oh, done. You have to. Okay. You do the, the Tiger King thing. You got to yeah. have a one-armed girl. Yeah. We met a one-armed girl down in Tampa. Oh, my God. You were trying to get her laid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, admittedly, I was very drunk at that moment. <laughs> if if any, You got a reference back to our trip to Tampa, yep. uh, to Ybor City. I, you can hear all about that. I kind of forgot so. about that. You might want to listen to that show again. I forgot about yeah. that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> she so was like, delightful, by the way. <laughs> she was. And she was delightful. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. What was her name? I don't know. <laughs> we we reference it on the show. We talk about her, her and her her and her husband on the show, but I can't remember now on the spot. But she was really nice. She was yeah. super sweet. Yeah, it was her husband's birthday, and she had rented a room at the hotel to like you know do something nice yeah. for him and everything. And so he was gonna get laid, but I was trying to like you know grease the wheels so that everything was on the table. <laughs> God. And so I, yeah, you sorry, know, Dre. Yeah. No, no, no. no that, I, I'm intrigued well, here. I mean, especially so, like. So that's why I started feeding her drinks. And Jeff's like, she's going to, I mean, it's going to happen. And I'm like, it's not a matter of whether or not it's going to happen. It's whether or not yeah. what is going to happen. Yeah. You I, know? 
be super awkward for me. I mean, <laughs> the sex would be fine, but I like to cuddle afterwards. So it'd probably. Oh well, yeah. I, Nick, I really look forward to the cuddling. Drunk, Nick, so. Nick's a cuddler too. Drunken so. cuddling. Yeah. I don't know how well that yeah. works, but. Yeah. Well, anyway. and it's funny because she embraced it. Like she, we instead of high five, she'd say hi nub, and she, it was great. <laughs> yeah, she was gr- cool about it. She oh yeah, was, she was cool she about was it. So awesome. Yeah, we so. had such a good time, and and I feel horrible. I can't remember her name right now because she was the nice. They were just the nicest people. Yeah, we met some people that were a little crazy on that trip too. I mean, but they I, were really nice. I was drunk as shit, so I you know it is what it is. Yeah, but. I had to babysit him. It was brutal. Well, Ebor's just fun. Oh, oh, we had a great time. So much. It's fun. like being in another country. It, it really, really is. is. It's cigar capital, you know, of the country. In in my mind, yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun to be there. So I hope you don't mind. I need to get mine out of the cellophane. Yeah, go for it. Just yeah, make sure everybody hears that. Yeah, little ASMR. See, he does listen. <laughs> Pinky right now is like, oh, I love that sound. Are you done? Okay. It does sell. I mean, I mean, I guess <laughs> I don't know. So okay, so you were talking about mm-hmm. how all of your cigars start with the Corojo. Yeah, the Corojo has been the the base of the Aroa family for decade upon decade, and it gives us a signature spice. Uh, what I like mm-hmm. about Corojo is that it's it's spicy, but it's not like an overpowering spice. You can like we do in our Connecticut, put the Corojo in there. It adds a layer of complexity and a tad bit of spice without. Taking, I mean, anybody can smoke it, yep. right? Yep. So with this one here, the Maduro, on the outside, you've got uh, a San Andreas wrapper, a uh, nice dark shade that adds uh, like a uh, baker's chocolate, dark cocoa sort of vibe to it. Uh, it's not going to be overly sweet, but a little bit of that dark chocolatiness along with the spice. So I like to tell people it's kind of like, you, you all right over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's I'm stu- doing show prep. He's I, studying his his cellophane. I like to tell people if you've ever had uh, dark chocolate with uh, like cayenne pepper, that if you like that, you're gonna like that. Which All is right, a really then. neat combination. It is. It's yeah. awesome. So I, on the other hand, am smoking the Aladino Vintage Selection. I've got a nice Rothschild here. You do. Yep. That would be the show prep. As he read that, that off the. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> impressive. See, Trey is he, used to listening he, to the show, not he, actually seeing my stupidity. He brings now. his A game to the table. You know, <laughs> I dig it. I dig Very it. Very distracting to the guests. So okay, so the vintage the, edition, the vintage Habanos. Uh, that's an interesting story. So again, it's going to start with our Corojo, and then it's got a really old. I mean, the Corojo is old too, and then the Habano wrapper is also old. So usually, when you think Habano, you think of spice, and you think of Corojo, you think of spice. Yeah, so you're thinking this is a spice bomb. Yeah. However, the story behind this is uh, these were rolled uh, during the non-compete when Camacho had been sold to Davidoff. Ah. And Julio's uh, theory was like he's got all these Rothschilds laying around everywhere in this aging room. You know, what's going on with this? It's always better to – it's cheaper to make a cigar today than it will be tomorrow. So the whole time, the the six-year period while they were uh, in the non-compete – Julio's still just cranking out cigars, <laughs> just throwing them in the aging room. <laughs> that's that's incredible. So through through an older Habano wrapper leaf around some older Corojo, and what you get is a really super creamy experience. I mean, it's creamy, it's Ooh. smooth. Which when you think of Corojo and Habano, you're like, no way. But that's six years old before it ever hits the shelf. Wow. 
So it's it's a very creamy. It's 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 a mellow. Behind, cigar. behind the Cameroon, this is probably my favorite cigar of your line. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking forward to smoking so it. You'll be super stoked then when the rest of that line comes out um, later this year. Ooh, wait. So yeah. Wait. There's more. There's more coming out. Lancero. That, I think that's news. Lancero, yeah. Toro. Um, we haven't decided yet, but I think. Ninety nine percent sure a Gordo as well is going to happen. So nickel like that. Yeah, um, we've had the Toro. It's not too much of a secret because the Toro has been exclusive to a store in Pittsburgh, the only Aladino Lounge in America. Um, they've we got to get out there. They've had our I Toro. Agree. It's a really cool place. Yeah, I mean when you walk in, there's this giant picture of Julio greeting you as you walk into the lounge and they did a great job it's very pretty we need to have somebody do a cigar pulpit lounge where there's a giant picture of you just greeting them nobody wants that we can get like your naked gardening picture (laughs) with you holding up the kale (laughs) you know what we can do we can photoshop in cigars instead of the kale in my hands it's perfect and then underneath they put sexy with veggies you got that right (laughs) yeah yeah our friend al at the good cigar thinks he has the sexiest podcast I'm giving you a run for your money there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. So I think you'll enjoy that. Awesome. And then you're smoking. I'm smoking the same thing you are, actually. Okay. All right. I went with the... the, It's later in the... I start Connecticut, work my way up. Um, If I were to smoke another one after this today, I would go ahead and do the Corojo Reserva. Ah. um, I like that. You're a big fan of that. I have a number four sitting in my travel humidor right over there. Those are my favorites. So... Well, how about we go ahead and cut these cigars, and uh, the official cut is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company. In Crestwood, Missouri. And uh, Dan, he carries the full line of Aladino cigars. Now, you and Dan have a little history. We go way back. From a trip down to Honduras. We did. Um, I was down there interviewing for this job, actually. So this would have been, what, February of last year, right before COVID hit. Yeah. In fact, it was, uh, I I believe we came home... Uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Okay. And we didn't exactly know that the world had changed until we got to Miami. And things had changed while we were in Honduras. Quite a bit. Quite yeah. a bit. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, spent some good time with Dan, got to know him, and, uh, and then have since been to his store several times. And I just, uh, you know, what can you say about Dan? He's as authentic, genuine as it comes. Salt to the earth. Um, yep. Anytime you go to Dan's place... You know he's not just trying to sell you some crazy expensive cigar. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're getting into cigars, Dan's going to be the type of guy to not not bullshit you, get you into what you need to be into. And then if you're an experienced smoker and want to try something new, Dan has so many different things. Yep. And he's tried everything, and he's knowledgeable. He'll set you up. I mean, Dan is literally the man. And what's nice, too, is if Dan doesn't have something that, like, let's say, you know, you have it in your head, I want to smoke XYZ. Whatever cigar it happens to be. Yep. If even if he doesn't have that cigar, he knows two or three other cigars that are in the same profile, same flavor, and everything like that that he can point you to and say, "Hey, if you like this, have you tried this?" And he can turn you on to other cigars that you might like as well. Yeah, he knows. He knows uh, what's going to scratch your itch. Yep. And Dan. He does uh, mail order. He so, does. So, guys, if you're living in an area that you don't have a brick and mortar, or let's say you're not rolling through the St. Louis area, and uh, but you still want to support uh, a brick and mortar uh, store, just give Dan over at Riverman a call. He can put together a nice box and ship it out to you the next day, and you can be enjoying those cigars right away. So that's Dan Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. There you go. I'm going to need to borrow your cutter. I knew you would. Yeah. So, Jeff, you're kind of 
you're kind of laid up, dude. Okay. You're you're kind of wincing and I've, and you know, I've damaged myself. Being a little weak. So and I hate to, what's going on. I with hate you? to even admit what happened. Oh well, I, it's going to come out one way or the other. It's just either I'm going to tell everybody or you will. I sneezed yesterday, and I think I broke a rib. <laughs> and <laughs> laugh at that all you want, but oh my god, I'm in so much pain. I mean, I get it because I mean, I did throw my back out at Mother's Day last year picking up a shirt, so I I get it. But okay, okay, so it's, it's not, not quite the same as breaking a rib. Yeah. But you now know. our friend Trey mentioned he has a similar story. Yeah, getting old is. It sucks, dude. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So, yeah, when I first got here, he's telling me about your condition, and, and uh, he's like, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I, think you <laughs> pulled, I think you pulled a muscle myself. I, but. Hope it's, I hope that's all it is. I don't know what I've done. And I was like, no. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, I bent down to pick up a piece of paper and had a violent sneeze at the exact same time, heard a pop, felt a pop. Yep. And then the rest of the day, I couldn't breathe very well, and I couldn't work. Yeah, and the next morning because I couldn't, I didn't sleep the whole night, and that next morning I was like, I think I need to go to the hospital, and <laughs> this might be serious. Yeah, because I couldn't breathe; like I was having a hard time laying down and sleeping. And See, and I'm too cheap to go to the doctor. <laughs> so, See how the night goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, yesterday it hurt so bad. Like I was supposed to be laying my paper out. I actually moved my publication back a day, and there was a computer crash in there too that set me back, and I just. Threw my hands up and gave up and said, God doesn't want me to do this today. Because I hurt so bad I couldn't concentrate on what I was doing. Yeah, it was, it was, the pain was unbelievable. Okay. It's better today, but I'm, I'm doing that whole thing you do with kids, you know, where you alternate the uh, Tylenol and the Motrin. I'm doing Tylenol and Advil like every two hours. Um, yeah, I'm keeping myself as medicated as I possibly can legally. Is that what the bottles recommend? What's that? Is that what the bottles recommend? I think Advil's actually six hours. I'm cheating a little bit on that. The Tylenol's every four. Okay. So you can alternate them. So you're just destroying the liver. Oh, every yeah, two hours. Okay. Massive liver damage. Okay. But, but at okay. least I can sit here and talk to you and sit upright in a chair for the time being. That's valid. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping all I did was pull a muscle. And next on the hit parade would be cracking a rib because the third thing that I've done the WebMD research on <laughs> is actually tearing your like your cartilage and that doesn't heal for like three months if that so I'm praying that that's not yeah. what happened okay yeah so make fun of me all you want but I am in <laughs> in just extreme pain well, you called me on your way here and you're like I didn't realize getting into my jeep was going to be so painful oh my god <laughs> I had to climb up in the jeep you know to get here and it was all I could do to get my leg in my my right leg into the Jeep so I could drag the rest of my body into it. I'm only laughing because I know you'd be laughing at me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there would be there would be no mercy on my no. part. So yeah. I, I trust me, you're not hurting my feelings. All right. So <laughs> why, don't, why don't you do your call? Don't make me laugh. <laughs> God damn, it hurts. Oh, it hurts this, so bad. This is going to be so much fun. Oh. Uh, so why don't you do your cold draw there, Jeff? Okay. Let me... Cleanse the palate here. Add a little tea. Okay. It, there's a real sweetness to this cigar. Mm -hmm. There's an earthy component to the Maduro. Okay. On this one, on the vintage, on the cold retro hail. Have you? Are you? A I, I know. I know. Hail? I know where this is going. <laughs> you know of it. I fully know where this is going. Nick just lights up now. He won't I know. Do it. It, I'm going to tell you something. Dentine gum what? on the cold retro on the hail. Cold retro what? hail. Cinnamon. I'm getting cinnamon. Cinnamon I can go with. 
Dentine gum. Cinnamon. Okay. I'm getting dentine gum on the cold retro hail. Oh, thank you. Jeff doesn't bring any tools with him. So he has to borrow my cutter and yeah. apparently my lighter. Normally, if I have a hoodie I mean, on, I'll like have a lighter. It's not like he's coming to a cigar podcast no. or anything. No, like no. That. <laughs> you know, it's just You're fine. No, no. Look, I suck. Okay, I hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah, dentine gum. There's okay. a strong cinnamon flavor to this cigar, but which is yeah. I mean, see, when I think of cinnamon gum, I'm thinking big red, which I'm no, not. No, it's fan not. Of. It's not big red. Uh, dentine is slightly. I don't want to say this. Dentine would be more, it's more subdued, more subtle, where Big Red just smacks you in the face. This isn't smacking you in the face. You're just getting that, like, dentine flavor of that gum. Like, if you smelled a piece of dentine gum, that's the taste that I'm getting on the cigar. Okay. So, there you go. You're welcome to use that when you're out somewhere. Yeah, I will. I I prefer to use, I say, like, uh, Thai cinnamon. Ooh, now, see, you're really getting down into the weeds there. I like that. (laughs) So, like, like, and, and the reason I know about... Thai cinnamon is that uh, usually cinnamon for me, like I have like a, a headache reaction to it. Like yeah. red hots or things like that. Yeah, like, I don't know. The I fake just, cinnamon. Yeah, okay. I get, I get, but I will, I went to the point, like if I'm going to like uh, even like uh, cinnamon toast or anything, yeah. I learned that I can buy Thai cinnamon and it's a more subdued okay, cinnamon now, and I love it. Okay. Now I'm, again, we're going into the weeds on this now. Oh boy. Do you realize that cinnamon that you buy in the store isn't cinnamon? It's BS. Yes. It yeah. is not actual cinnamon. It's kind of like wasabi. It yeah. doesn't really. It is not, not actual cinnamon. Cillion cinnamon or true cinnamon, like you're talking about with the mm-hmm. Thai cinnamon, that's the cinnamon that actually has a lot of those medicinal healing it's properties to it. But cinnamon you buy in the store is a, it's a, I don't want to say look-alike plant, it's a taste-alike plant. And they use the bark of the taste alike plant to make most of the mass-produced cinnamon that you find in stores. See, it makes sense now. Yep. That's it. That's that's why. So. Well, there we go. Yeah, I always buy my cinnamon at, like, the, you know, hippie stores because they have the real it's stuff. It's the best. Yep. Agreed. I'm lighting up. Please. Why do that? Why don't you tell us about your stick there? Or just smoke Aww. and, you know, not talk. Either way. Either way is good. I mean, you caught me off guard. I did just do a retro hail, and there is the uh, the Corojo pepper, Corojo spice on the retro hail there, which would make sense, you know. But otherwise, it's got that kind of um, uh, earthy, like you said, kind of chocolatey flavor yeah. to the to the cigar. It's not a, a good, su- it's not a, a sweet chocolate. It's more of a it's, it's a, a baker's, baker's chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. I like it. Ooh, this is good. Like yeah. you said, it's just creamy. Mm-hmm. And and again, if you were to just go in and pick the cigar up, you know, in the humidor and decide if you were going to buy it or not, you wouldn't look at the cigar and think, oh, I bet that's a creamy cigar. No. You know, it doesn't have that no. look to it, but that's what it's got. It's very creamy. Definitely. Yeah, it pairs up so nicely. So, okay, Trey. So, um, life of a sales rep. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Let's, I was going to say, why don't, oh, why don't we get into that a little bit? So, so how did you uh, kind of make your way to this position? With JRE, and uh, then we can kind of. I assume you want the go truth. from there. Well, I mean, whatever truth. Yeah, what, you whatever. Spin. Your, give us your truth. <laughs> yeah, whatever's whatever's your truth. All right. So um, I ran several cigar lounges uh, in the past, and I loved it. Uh, you know, you get to see your boys every day, same players. You know, and and I love that. I like the sense of community, and everybody was always, you know, because I was always getting these like tobacco degrees and blah blah blah, and everybody's like, so you know, why don't you? go be a rep and, and make money doing this. And yeah. I was like, no, I, n- I never want to be a rep. Never. And my buddies were like, that's the dumbest thing ever. And I'm like, no, I, 
I like being with you guys every day. I just like learning about tobacco. Yeah. Uh, and then I met Husto. He came in the store. Uh, he went to K-State University, which was uh, about, you know, less than an hour away from my store. So when uh, the non-compete was up and Aladino was relaunching, it was one of the first places he came out was where he went to college. Oh, okay. And our lounge was like the first place he came to in Kansas and... And I didn't know much, and being as young as I am, I know I, I'm starting to feel old, but I wasn't around for much of the actual Camacho days. I caught yeah. the tail end of it um, and knew I didn't like it as much after Davidoff Pie, and that's really all I knew. Um, but then I met Husto, and he tells me the whole family story, and, and I'm still like, okay, okay. And he's like, well, here, take, take some of these cigars and go back there. He was talking to the owner of the store, and I just went back and started smoking it. And they came in a little bit later, like, what do you think? And I looked at the owner, and I was like, buy everything. <laughs> everything. And he's like, he hadn't lit his up, and I'm like, don't even, just trust me. Yeah. Buy it all. <laughs> yeah. And we did, and we just started selling them like gangbusters. Everybody was was just catching on. I mean, it was it was awesome. And over that experience, just being one of the first people to bring Husto on, we used Became great friends, and uh, even there was a time I left the industry, so I didn't, I didn't want to be in cigars anymore. I just want to smoke them, and even then, Husto would make a trip out to Kansas and hang out with me just because we were friends, and I'm like, you know what? Like, that means a lot to him, and I've always told him, I said, if you ever want to take the company to another level, whenever you're ready to do that, I, whatever it takes, whatever that, if you want me on a computer in Florida... I trust you. I believe in your family. I believe in your product and mm -hmm. how everything's done. I I will come work for you in whatever capacity you want me to. And years went on, and February, first February rolled up last year, and he's like, uh, I'm ready. Are you ready? And I was like, what? For real? He's like, yeah, I want you to come, come work for us. So he's like, get on a plane, and we're going to be there in two weeks. We're going to be in Honduras. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, so I kind of had to tell my boss at the time, I was like, Hey, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to Honduras in a couple weeks. And he's like, for what? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't take vacation this year. I guess I'm going to go to Honduras. He's like, why would you go to Honduras? I'm like, it's beautiful. They got the greatest reef outside the great barrier reef. I just want to go. <laughs> so of course I go out there and have an amazing experience. Yeah. And, and uh, absolutely accept the, the job offer and call called my boss back in the states and i'm like so here's the deal this is what went down and, and then we fly back to miami and of course we get off the plane and it's like oh this covid covid thing. yeah well this will be interesting all right so my life as a rep has probably been different than a lot of people's That's because i started true. at the very beginning of covid and uh i've been balls to the wall ever since like <laughs> I know a lot of people, have, a lot of reps have kind of stayed home, and I totally get that and totally support that. But I told Husto I was here to increase the brand. I mean, that, that was my main job, get, get Aladino into more hands. And uh, it's created a really nice opportunity more than anything because I'm out there. I'm hustling. Yep. Well, that's true. I was going to say, people are seeing you. Mm -hmm. They may not be seeing reps from other companies. And, you know, it, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's out of sight, out of mind, but, you know, in so some cases honest, it is. That's how sales works. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yep. then uh, tell us about being a sales rep during the COVID time. I mean, you know, obviously for a while there, I'm sure you weren't going anywhere. It was uh, didn't really hit the road until 
June. Um, so February, March, April, May was kind of like, let's play this out and wait. And yeah, June hit and it was like two, okay. two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They kept yeah, <laughs> two weeks to flatten the curve. How'd that go? Uh-huh. We're coming up on the one year anniversary. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a shirt. Oh, so by time June rolled around, I'm like, man, this is like peak season for us to be making sales. Like, yeah. let's let's just go. And there were so many places I went that, like, man, we haven't seen anybody in so long. And I'm like, well, I'm here. We have products. We're ready to rock and roll. Uh, so it created a unique opportunity. And then, um, you know, on top of that, like, I would go to places and like, we haven't seen anybody in three months. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're going to probably see me more than you want to. Because <laughs> uh, you're within an hour of me and I need places to go. So let's get to know each other. And it, it's been different. I mean, each town, city, municipality. The rules are different. So, I mean, I've got in my rig, I mean, I've got, I don't know, 50 masks at least at all times, different types of masks. I've got so much hand sanitizer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, you know, you just just live your life smart. Just don't be dumb. Yeah. And generally, things will work out. So that's been my approach. Uh, be respectful everywhere you go because some places are like a lot more strict and other places are the wild west yeah and you do have to kind of play that game there's certain areas that i go to and you walk in with a mask on and they're like what are you doing what are you doing and i'm yeah. like well, i'm trying to be safe buddy yeah. like you don't know where i've been <laughs> that's I true i just came from five other states so maybe <laughs> maybe i'm protecting you from me um, and then other places you know if you forget you go across the state line and you walk in without a mask. And like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, oh, you're yep. right. You're right. I just got used to the rules across the river. And and now, and so that took time. Yeah. The first month was really me figuring out, like, how to be respectful everywhere I went. Because um, that's the last thing you want to do as a salesman. Those first few seconds. Yeah. That's especially the first time I've ever seen you before. Yeah. Hey, big turnoff right off yep. the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So learning where I was at and how to do it was a little difficult, but it's a relationship game. And that goes for cigars in general. Cigars in general. I'm not just talking about making sales. Just it's, it's all relationship based. Yeah. Because we sit down, we smoke, we talk, we get to know each other. Relationships are everything. I mean, you just got yep. done talking about how a relationship is what you got, mm -hmm. what got you the job. So I mean, right. yeah, exactly. So then um, I assume that it's not just driving around. It's also been phone calls. So then in terms oh, of yeah. like, you know, have you done more phone calls maybe because of COVID? And if so, like, how is that kind of You do going? more phone calls than you want to. I mean, at the end of the day, you all, you always want face-to-face -face mm -hmm. interaction. Phone calls just don't, they don't cut it. They're informative, and that's about it. And when you're a new guy like me, who the person you're calling may have only met you once. Yeah. It's hard to build a relationship. So you try to you try to figure that out day by day, but there's not a lot you can do about it. Like you have to make tons of phone calls right now. You just have to. Um but it is it gets repetitive sometimes. Uh but you gotta keep it spicy, you know? Like that's why I like telling stories. Like yeah. you have a minute? Like you got somebody else running? Let me let me tell you a story about what happened. And just it's just a way for me to, you know, create a rapport with somebody that I haven't had time to sit down with. So know? what kind of fun stories do you have from oh, your time as a sales rep? From a time as a sales rep. Oh come on, then. Well, we can leave names out to protect the uh, innocent or not so innocent, but but come on. We can go there's, with... There's probably been at least something that's happened in the last year. We can just go with that, th this trip you know? right here. This trip wasn't supposed to happen. That's true. 
You, um, could, you texted me this morning, like, yeah. so I'm in St. Louis. I'm actually here. <laughs> Wasn't planning on being here. Well, it kind of worked out because, like, you know, in all fairness, we were going to have uh, the Ask the Ex episode. Uh, where where this I time. was going to have my ex wife on to tell stories about me. And the more I've thought about that, the less that sounds fun. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> that's fell weird apart. because I texted her and we've got a new story. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, I could tell some stories. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick has been privy yeah. to a few of the adventures. So Yeah. I don't doubt that. It's part of living a good life, though. True that. have some stories. It's, it's part of living a life. Yeah. <laughs> so I've built a history with the uh, state of Ohio already in my tell young Tell me career. about Ohio. So, um, it's one of my favorite movie quotes from The Patriot. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Ohio doesn't like my car um, at all. <laughs> Uh, so two times ago, so two Ohio trips ago, uh, I was actually with Husto, um, having a good time. And, uh, you know, these new cars just aren't made like they used to be. That's true. They're, they're, they're plastic. Yes. And Um, computers. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit a curb with, with Husto in the car, Mm. uh, in a rainstorm. And my, my GPS is like, turn right into the parking lot. It's rained so hard. I can't see anything. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, turn right in the parking lot. Turned right a little too early, mm. hit a curb, tire blows. Oh, oh, my, oh my goodness. Really? The tire blew? I mean, it's probably going 20, 25. Come yeah. On. But whatever, it happens. So I'm like, okay. Tell who's still like, don't worry about it. Go to bed. Get AAA. We'll be fine. Get AAA out there. The next morning, I go to drive to the nearest place to get an actual tire. And in making that drive, it's very apparent that... Uh, Something other than your tire yeah, this is This is not well. just a tire issue. Um, and at which point I learned that like $1,800 worth of damage had been done. Oh and I'm God. like, how, oh, how man. did everything break when I hit a curb? And the mechanic was just like, these new cars just aren't made like the old ones. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, okay. So Husto, you know, he's like, well, I think the weather's better in Miami. I think I'm going to go back to Miami. <laughs> Have like, fun in Ohio yeah, with your yeah. car repairs, Because buddy. of COVID, <laughs> the mechanic was like, I can't tell you how long it's going to be. Yeah. Ooh. So that's why I'm like, yeah, who's still me? Like, I'll get a rental, you know, and I'll wait this out. So, yeah, I was stranded in Cleveland for a while with that. <laughs> so then I hadn't been back to Cleveland for like six weeks. So we'll go to Columbus, Ohio before going on this trip in a blizzard. Okay. Because um, a couple of customers had asked me to come see them. I said, yeah, it's not too far. Blizzard. Awesome. Engine blows. <laughs> oh, in a blizzard. Oh, my God. Same oh. vehicle. Same vehicle. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There was no heat. There was no noise. Yeah. No nothing. And I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> so I call AAA. They take me 20 miles into Columbus. I'm 20 miles in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Freezing. They get me up there. And Ford's like, uh, yeah, this engine's like destroyed, man. Like, they sent me pictures like the camshaft was broke. So like, what, how does how, that? Happen? How do you do that? What kind of mileage? Uh, that was part of the issue. Okay, um, sixty thousand one hundred and sixty-eight miles, which was one hundred and sixty-eight miles past the original manufacturer's warranty, which is about the mileage from Kentucky to Columbus, Ohio. Ah, uh, so they don't want to repair it. Yeah, out. and I'm like, well, I got an extended warranty. Yeah, and of course, the extended warranty people are like. Well, no, this is like a hundred miles over. Like this is Ford. Like they yeah. didn't do it. So there was this whole back and forth, and I'm like, I'm stuck in a blizzard. Like I don't care who does this. Yeah. So I ended up having to 
rent a car because they were like, we can't tell you how long this is going to. I'm like, oh my god. So I rent a car to come back to Kentucky, get my Mustang because I had promised all my friends I do a Super Bowl party in, in Kansas every yeah. year, and I we'd set it up everything. So I'm like, I have to get to Kansas for the Super Bowl, get my Mustang and start driving. Meanwhile, this vicious ice storm yep. hits, and I'm in a oh. Mustang. <laughs> Which is and not someone, the best vehicle for okay. that. No. Yeah. So with someone who has owned two Mustangs in their life, they handle like a pig on the ice. <laughs> no. But here's the thing. They're, they're, they're not graceful. So mine's okay. a, mine, I bought it new in 2012. And here's what I'll say. That thing is built like a tank mm-hmm. compared to the Ford I'm driving currently. The doors are 10 times heavier. It's got 130,000 miles on it, and I've driven it hard. Yeah. No problem. Never had an issue with it. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. No issue with the Mustang at all. So I'm like, I don't really trust it on the ice, but everywhere else, pretty much trust it. Yep. So yeah, I end up getting stuck in Lawrence in a parking lot because, yeah, that rear-wheel drive would not get me out of the parking lot for a couple of days. And then I was like, well, you know what? Let's make the most of this trip. When it clears up, I'm going to St. Louis, and I'm going to actually like meet some people in St. Louis. Let's do it. And here we are. And here so, we are. Yeah. So wait. So does that mean that you're... Regular car is still in Ohio. It's still in Ohio. Yes. Okay. So they call. I called them today, and they're like, "Good news! Like we got the engine in. We're putting it, putting the new one engine in it." So I'm like, "All right." The problem still exists because I'm a single man that lives not just in Kentucky. I don't live in a major city. Like yeah. I live in the countryside in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Which is what I wanted. But now logistically, the issue is I drive the Mustang back to Kentucky, but then. I have to figure out how to get from there to Cincinnati to get a rental car that'll take me to Columbus, Ohio to get my real car. And when you've moved somewhere during COVID and haven't had time to get to know anybody, no one hangs out. You have no friends mm-hmm. to Literally ask have for no help. friends. <laughs> and it's the first time in my life I've never had any friends. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Uber, you willing to come 35 miles outside the city? Like, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Find out. From my experiences with Uber... If they're getting paid, they're going to drive you there. It's true. But I could be wrong. We talked to, and you may not remember You might want to call Broccoli Rob. Yeah. True. Broccoli he's not too far away I would say, he's me. not super far. He's not far. Yeah. And Nick may remember this, but when we were in Kansas City a couple of years back. Get a nice back, gift pack of uh, cigars mm-hmm. together for him. Mm-hmm. Broccoli Rob would make that drive. Yeah, Broccoli will hook you up. Brock's a good guy. So we were in Kansas City a couple of years back, and we took a cab ride to a casino. We did. And we're talking to the cabbie. And he's explaining to us that he had actually, well, you know, we're telling him from St. Louis and whatnot. Cab ride or Uber? I, I, I thought it was an actual cab. Maybe it was an I'm Uber. I'm pretty sure it was an Uber. But he started explaining to us how he had just gotten back from a, a drive all the way to St. Louis. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And somebody was in It was Kansas a medical City. emergency. Yeah. And, like, somebody had to get home to see a sick family member or something like that. And they, like, priced out their airplane ticket. And it was so high that, because it was last minute, you know, and everything, oh. that it was actually cheaper for him to get an Uber yep. and drive those four hours from Kansas City to St. Louis than it was for him to hop on a plane and fly to St. Oh. Louis. Yeah. So this Uber driver drove yep. all the way. So and, they and will what, do and it. And what was it? Uber, they said that they would have to charge him for the drive out and the drive back. I think so. Because, I mean, it's not like he's picking somebody up in St. Louis and driving yeah, back to KC. he's got to drive back. So, so he's got to drive back. So, like, I think Double. Uber I think Uber 
ding the guy for double the fare, but apparently but it was still cheaper than still a cheaper last than ticket. a last minute plane ticket. Yeah. So, so if we if we get to storytelling later, I've got another story with a celebrity that actually goes all that pulls all of this together. Well, before okay, okay. so before we get to that, let's do a round on our cigars here. Let's see what see uh, everybody's up. getting. I just lost my ash. I was I had a killer <laughs> ash going on this thing. <laughs> got some good pictures of it too. So Nick just did a retro hail that exploded the top of his head. <coughs> little, little pepper? Yeah. Little pepper little there, pepper. Little, spi- little spice, buddy? A little bit. It tickled the... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isn't Jesus. Isn't it fun to watch this in person? Yeah, yeah this is great. Right. It tickled the top of my mouth. Like, I've got like a tickle right on the top of my is mouth. Is that that dentine gum? That oh, my the God. dentine gum dentine coming out gum there. Oh, like, uh, man. It like won't go away. Um, well, I'll go ahead and talk since he's near. Please, death here. thank you. Yeah. Um, no, oh my this God. this uh, vintage selection <laughs> is just incredible, man. This these are such good cigars. Appreciate it. You know, I mean, I'm a big and, fan. And I've said this on the podcast, and I'm not just saying it because you guys have been gracious enough uh, for JRE Tobacco, the Aladino Studios, to Ooh. sponsor our studio here. By the way, how do you like our Top Shooter Studio? I dig it. The mobile studio I kicks it. ass. This I'm is a fun place. Yeah, it, it really is. They take good care of us here. But I've never had an Aladino <clears throat> cigar that I didn't enjoy. I, I love the entire line. I celebrate the whole catalog. The yeah. whole catalog. The whole catalog. But I'm going to do a retro or a retro hail now. So okay. hang with me a second. Oh, no, the Maduro is good. And, and despite the fact that it sounds like I just died. Um, I just, I don't know what happened there. It's like I retroed and, and I was going to get a little bit of a cough don't, from don't it. Don't let him kid you. It's every retro my, hail he ever does. No, that but, happens but right my there. God, I no, that does not happen. I had, I'm telling you something. I had like this weird tickle in my throat and top of my mouth. And it was just like, it wouldn't go away. And <laughs> it was fun to watch though. It was, it was odd. I don't blame I was the cigar for, you for just that. To keel but, off the chair and hit the ground. No, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, this this vintage is. I was just afraid incredible. I might sneeze. You know, it's like, dude, we've, seriously, we've established I, sneezing I'm apparently sure I broke a rib. breaks ribs. Yeah, be so. sneezing can be dangerous. Two out of three people no at this idea. table have done that's, that. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Which you know what that means. You're next. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It's like Thanos for you right now. <laughs> no, I'm the one that survives the snap. Ah, <laughs> see, I, I see what you did there. So, no, this is just an incredible cigar. And again, on the retro hail, you're burning creamy. through it quick. I am. I smoke fast. You do. I was going to say, like, I mean, my God. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to smoke fast. You're just trying to scam another one out of tray over here. Damn straight. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, this is this is such a good cigar. And on the retro hail, it's creamy, but I'm still getting a little bit of that cinnamon, cinnamon. taste. Yeah. yeah. Cinnamon may be a little uh, cardamom. Ooh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. I like all the baking spices. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. So okay. So going back, um, you were you were talking about stories. Yeah. Now in a prior, you had a prior life. In a prior, I've had a few prior lives. In in a prior life. Oh yeah. What, how would you describe that job? Uh, I had a very interesting job out of college. I worked for Major League Baseball, and inevitably, when I say that, everybody's like, "Well, what team?" No, I worked for the organization. Um, they said that I was my official title was uh, marketing. You know, I was mm-hmm. in the marketing department, which was true some days. Um, so the way it was structured, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was legitimately working on marketing things. Uh, we even created an auction website for Major League Baseball. It was we did we did some cool stuff. Yeah. But then Thursday morning, I would get called into the, the big boys' office, and here's your client for the rest of the week, and give me my paperwork and do your thing there. And then uh, I would get on a plane and fly to wherever this client was. Uh, doing whether it was an autograph signing or a golf tournament or celebrity baseball game, it, you, you name it, and, and you never knew. Yeah, uh, you just got the word the day before. You're hanging with this guy. Yep, and it would usually be um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, fly home Sunday, go back to work in the office Monday morning. So it was, it was an intense job. I was going to say it's like a seven um, day a week it job, was nonstop. Which was one reason when I finished that. I'd never wanted to be a rep because I'm like, no, I've done my travel. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to travel 50 weeks out of the year. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, I met um, some amazing people, um, some crazy people. You know, celebrities are the same as me and you. They just, they just have money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've often Which, said there's a fine line between people that are crazy and the way that you differentiate that is by the amount of money in their pocket. They're either, if they're poor, they're crazy. And if they've got money, they're eccentric. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was like, what's the fine line between? You said people that are crazy and then you just. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. I okay. had to circle All around right. a few right. times. That's good. I'm hurting. My rib. What is that? Oh, Never mind. I can't. Oh. I'm in trouble thinking. Okay. I can't concentrate. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so I met some interesting people. Uh, my first day on the job, um, got a phone call, right? And since I was the new guy, I get to answer the phone after four o'clock. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, well, they're not here right now. Let me take a, a message for you. And I took down the message. I'm like, and, and sir, could you tell me who's calling? Because he was kind of sh- shocked that I didn't know who it was. Yeah, first day, and he goes, uh, uh, Mr. Aaron, and I go, all right, uh, Mr. Aaron, first name, Mr. Aaron. He goes, Hank Henry, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh, oh, oh. Henry. Um. Okay. Like I was like a total like yeah. Oh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You went all fanboy, <laughs> and he yeah. kind of laughed, and he's like, "Just tell him Mr. Aaron called." And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "All right, sir." And so, like you know, R.I.P. Henry. Indeed. Um. That was my first day on the job. That was like welcome to working for Major League Baseball. Um. But then the the cool thing is just is the actual celebrities that you don't know you're going to work with, and one of which this goes back to the whole. Taxi cab story. Okay. I wasn't going to say this one, but uh, they just worked out. But it just kind of worked out. Um, so I had to do a celebrity event in uh, Half Moon Bay, San Francisco. Um, had a celebrity there that was on home improvement. Pretty, pretty major guy. Okay. okay. Pretty major guy. Okay. Um, that was my client. It was Al, wasn't it? It was not out. I wish it would have been. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Or uh, the the tool time lady. That would have been even better. That would have been better. Her yeah. name, but that would have been all right. Pam Anderson was the first one. She Pam was. was on there, but I don't there remember the second after. That. Yeah, yeah, oh. I don't remember her name. To the to Googles, the Googles. Jeff. To, the Googles. Yeah, to the Googles. There you go. So I'm with um, this star, former star, and uh, he's a handful. Okay, and uh, part of the the. Situation. Is it who I'm thinking of, or is it not? Um, not the most famous. Okay, okay. Debbie Dunning was the other tool. She girl. was there. Smoking. You go. Oh yeah, yeah. she was. 
um, which caused a lot of problems because wherever we went, like girls would always recognize him. Yeah, and be like, um, "Oh, you're Jonathan Taylor Thomas." And be like, <laughs> no, no. And then they'd, or or like people would be like, "No offense, but I like JTT better." And I was like, "Oh my god, this dude gets this legit every all day the time." Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but anyway, okay. So, so now we, we have it narrowed, narrowed down, down to two yes, of the yeah, boys. Yes, okay. Yeah. So, okay. so now, now you got an idea. All right, so now we'll stop. So, okay, so oop, no, you're good. No, no, no. As in, we'll stop trying um, to guess who it is. Yeah, sorry. So anyway, that's part of the issue. Is like as being like the the handler or the babysitter. Yeah, you still have to participate. So you have to be part of the party, but you can never be like fully in the party. Yeah, yeah that, that that's was, like me when I babysit Nick on trips. <sighs> I got drunk one time, one time, in like the whole time that we've known each other. Yeah, like, but it it lives in one infamy. time. <laughs> That's all it takes. How it's many times have I had brother. to babysit you? Oh, every day that you've known me. The entire time we were out in Vegas. Yeah, when, when you know you were high as a kite that whole trip. It's legal there. I'm just saying. Anyway, the first time I ever tried it, we were in Vegas. I was 48 years old. <laughs> first I, time ever. First time ever. Wow. I, I always said I wouldn't light up till it was legal, and we got to Vegas, and it's legal. And I'm like, ah, close enough. This is what I said I would do. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And I slept like a baby. And he was yeah. high the entire trip. <laughs> the entire <laughs> and won a shit ton of money too. Right? And he was so mad at me. Oh God! I'm like high as a kite. And I'm just winning trip. at Ultimate Texas Hold'em, oh, and he's like, gosh. "What is wrong with you?" That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good time. I love that. Yeah, it was a great. So okay, so you're babysitting. Yeah, so we're babysitting, and like, of course, I've had a few drinks, and you know, he's you know, blitzkrieg, and <laughs> we're oh, that hurt to laugh. <laughs> So we're finishing up the night, and I'm like, all right, we, we got to get back to the, the hotel. And he's like, no, we're not going to the hotel. I'm going home. And I'm like, no, nah, man, you no, you're not going home. Like, home yeah. is a ways away. And he's like, I just want to go home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, we have things to do tomorrow. We're going to the hotel. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> calls a limo because can't just get a taxi. You have to have a limo. So we get the limo. He's got that sweet home improvement money. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's get the limo, whatever. Tool time. Exactly. And we're in the limo, and the limo driver's like asking us where we're going, and I'm trying to trying to tell him, and no, no, no. no. He's not having any part of that. not having any yeah. part of that. Not JTT no. is saying somewhere else. Not JTT. Yeah, that's it's what I was like, saying. Yeah. Not JTT. Yeah. We're, we're going home. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going home. And finally, <laughs> the, the, the driver's like, like pissed where am i going and i'm trying to tell him and he's like looking at me like dude i don't know who you are i know who this guy is like i'm gonna listen to him oh no and he he's drunk enough he can't tell him where home is so he just gives him his id oh no with his home address on yeah which is in la drove in a limo from san francisco to la oh (laughs) (laughs) nothing i could do about it Oh my god! You were just along for the ride. Along for the ride, and of course, the next day, bosses call me like, "Where are you guys? You're and we're late like, for the event." I'm like, "We're, we're, in, we're LA. in LA. We're in LA." Oh, yeah. I didn't have to pay for it, thank God. I mean, because I couldn't well, yeah. have. Did, Literally, could not have. Did you just stay at his house then? Um, it was awkward. Um, <laughs> and, um, his wife was was there, and I was like, "All right, well." End up like I flew. I just flew back to. Uh, San Fran. So I take it he didn't make the event. No, no, no. not did not. Um, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. So wow. that was just talking about expensive like rides, long, long yeah. rides. Yeah. yeah. That, and that was 
for that was the first time later on in life I would make that drive myself. That was the first time I'd ever driven from San Fran to LA. How many hours is that? Long, like <laughs> I, like it felt like eight hours. I'm oh, not. Oh my god! Like it literally felt like it was. I, it might be eight hours. Oh my god! It was forever. It was now, a long. Okay, drive. I'm putting some of this on the limo driver. Why the hell would he not take you to a hotel in the town you were in? Over driving you eight hours. I mean, I guess he was a money because he made a fare. ton of a, money, and it was a ton of money. Oh, a ton of money. I can't even imagine. It was not cheap whatsoever. Wow. But he's got it, so whatever. Wow. I don't live in that universe. Like, yeah. if I get drunk and make a mistake like that, yeah. Um, I'm washing dishes somewhere for the you're, rest of you're my life. You're brutalizing yourself yeah. for what yeah. you just did. Yeah, same here. Interesting. So yeah, there's stories like that, just so random things that would happen. Like, I can't believe I'm here with this person doing this, and no one's going to believe me at all. We believe you. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I can see the sincerity on your face. It was, there were some times I was not proud of. You know, <laughs> That's uh, every day with him. Hey, <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, don't say that. He's the you- whole reason I installed a seat in my shower. <laughs> it's expired. Well, see, now the last time you and I hung out, I, yeah, you I, edu- delve into that I educated you on the Alaskan pipeline. That is that is absolutely yeah. true, and I put that in my show. And I, I was going to say, so you do a podcast as well. <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, moving, uh, I'm moving, uh, I'm doing two podcasts now. I'm moving one of them to Patreon. Um, the other is going to be on YouTube. Uh, first one is called uh, Dark Horse Dynasty. It's all... It's really nerd stuff for football, like people that play fantasy football year round. That's so it's very niche. How do you very play niche, it year round? Just like the NFL does. So you got free agency waiver wires. You've oh my got gosh! Trades that happen, fantasy drafts. Yeah. Oh my god! I have to tell him what I've done. What? Okay. We'll get back to your story. I've got to tell you this. So. I came up with this scam oh, with the God. FanDuel bet, the yeah. 55 to 1. Yeah. Where you bet on one team and you have your spouse bet on the other team and you can't lose. It's really not that much of a scam. And I'm it's sure really a lot not a scam. Of, and I'm it worked. I'm sure a lot of people did it. But, but no, we had people, and you know, you had people too that said that can't be true, that can't work, and it did. And you did it, you know. I know one person that said that, yeah. Yeah. Well, they assumed, my ex, they assumed that what you won was actual credit. Yeah, on Kristen's Vanuel, entire family. Cash, but it was. It was cash. cash. Yeah, yeah. I Kristen's did entire family thought that it was bullshit, and they didn't do it. And I'm, like, begging them. I'm like, no, no, do no, it, seriously, you're going to win money. It was $275 that yeah. you won. And all you had to do was make a FanDuel account, put 10 did bucks in, make it. Did you get your half of that winning yet, Jeff? It's, it's in the mail. <laughs> it's in the See, mail. That's the problem. His, 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 his ex-wife is the one who bet on the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, so, I've been on Kansas City, so I might get hosed. But she, I think, <laughs> she, I think she's gonna, might. I think she's gonna share anyway. Oh, okay, so, so, but, but I then because someone I don't know who, but thank you, whoever it was, um, signed up a FanDuel account off of my link that I sent out to all my friends and said, "Hey, do this, you're gonna make money." So somebody signed up and did it. Um, I got a fifty dollar credit, so I went on and I put bets on next year's Super Bowl. That night after the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's yeah. how they get you. Uh, they okay. got you well, now. Okay. Now you're in. But, but that was so credit. Okay. I couldn't withdraw sure. that. So, so, okay. so it's free but money. Now you're, but now you're invested next year whether you wanted to or not. Well, no, no, no. He's going to be out pretty early. So, <laughs> so, so okay. So oh, you're into or, football. Or am I? So what three teams were they that you bet on there, Jeff? Okay. So I bet on Vegas. I bet on Arizona. And I bet on the Lions. 
Yeah, you're out. Yeah, <laughs> you are out. But but if I'm not, why did you I'm going to cash in. Yeah, if, yeah. Well, yeah, because you got what forty to one odds on Arizona, fifty, 50 to, one, to one odds and on Las Vegas, one and one hundred and twenty one on the Lions. And he was like, "Dude, if Detroit wins it," and I'm like, "There is no way <laughs> they Detroit don't even wins have a quarterback." <laughs> I told him in the last episode. I said the only way Detroit has a prayer of seeing the Super Bowl is if twenty five teams get into fiery bus accidents and they all die. <laughs> I'm like, there is no way. On, and, be, they, and then they only have a prayer of getting to the you're Super You're going to be kicking your own ass next year when Detroit wins and I get all that money. Do you know that Detroit just hired a new coach? Did you see that? No, I don't know anything. Okay. I just knew it was. You should. You should actually to one. take the time to Google the press conference because this guy's name is Dan Campbell. He's awesome. He's crazy. And <laughs> this is probably going to like burn in flames. But in the press conference, because everybody's very corporate now. The NFL is very corporate. Yeah. Motor City, Dan Campbell gets up there, and he's like, we're going to bite the kneecaps off our opponents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I am all in for that. What? And he said that like four times. This is what I've bet on. Yeah. That's I'm what so you, happy that's, now. That's what you've bet on. And oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I'm living large. That's what he said. This could happen. All right, mm-hmm. then. It's got a it's one. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, it, <laughs> they might win three games. But there you go. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. It's just not the right three games. We're having you on again next year when I win the Super That'd Bowl. That'd be awesome. Bet. That would be that would be so awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If if the Detroit Lions win the Super I'll Bowl, I'll Uber you in from wherever your car is broken do it. down That'd to come back to the show. That would be awesome. That done. I mean, there goes all your winnings. But true. Yeah. True. But, but by God, I'll have it. But I'll tell you what. We'll think of something really, really cool that I will have to do if the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl. Well, I, I think any of my three teams that I picked. Arizona's nah. been there before. Now, granted, they had Kurt Warner, but they've been there before. It could happen. Yeah, I'm betting on the long shot here. I don't want to do something stupid if it's like, you know, the 40 and 50 to 1 teams. I'm, I'm saying the 100. You're only doing the 120. Only oh, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Pa- the Paper Lions, man. Did you ever see that movie? Paper Lions? Yeah, Alan Alda. Well, he was a new. He does this shit I saw Secondhand Lions. That well, that's a great movie too. <laughs> it's a great movie. But no, Alan Alda. Um, if I'm recalling right, I think it's Alan Alda is a newspaper reporter for what's the newspaper in Detroit? I can't even think of the name of it. But anyway, I digress. So he's the newspaper reporter, and I I can't really think straight because of all the pain I'm in right now. But I'm going to go ahead and tell the story anyway. Um, so he ends up getting a slot on the team and he's writing like this book or the story or whatever from inside the team and ends up getting to play it down for the Detroit Lions in this movie. It's, it's They might do better with the newspaper guys yeah, coming yeah. out on the field. They might be they, better off. Yeah. I think he ends up running into the goalpost and knocking himself out. But it is an incredible movie like from like the late 70s, 80s, you know, early 80s, somewhere well, I'll there. I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, so, so that's your... One pocket is that the one that's moving to Patreon? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm moving that because it's so niche that's like yeah. that should be. I'm tired of giving that away for free. So well, yeah, I mean you're giving away fantasy yeah. football advice. Yeah, so, so yeah. on that one I've got we got like subscribers in 36 countries now. So there's enough there that I'm like, all right, I've proven myself. Let's go ahead and go to Patreon. That is a real movie. It, it is, is a real, real movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wow. he was number 17. And and then the other uh, hasn't launched yet. I've been working all month on getting it together, but it's it's going to be called it's going to be Fantasy Two, but it's going to be more just fun. And I'm, I'm going I'm to put it on YouTube as well. It's going to be it's called uh, Fantasy AF. Okay, uh, so fantasy is fuck. What is the? <laughs> I think everyone knew, but thanks for clarifying. Always and forever is what I hey, tell my always parents. Always and forever. I mean, it- 
could have been Arturo Fuente. There you go. But not. But it wasn't. But not. No, but not. <laughs> so what What will be the topic on that podcast? That one's going to be more, uh, if you ever watch the Pat McAfee show, it's informative, but he's also like a little crazy. And, and I'm generally nuts anyway. Um, so that one's going to be more me. I've got a character. Um, I've already got my, I've already bought everything I'm going to wear. That's, I know it's disturbing, but... Um, there's going to be cowbells involved. Oh, um, I got to have more cowbell. You got to have more cowbell. I mean, um, so yeah, it's just going to be like me going crazy on whatever's football related that day. Oh, so it's it, it's still it's football. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be football related. Centric, and, okay, and it's going to be a way for me to like just generate a little bit of fun and be like, now if you want the real info, if you want the weeds, pay for that over here. Ah, uh, so, so it's a teaser for yeah, the, it's really okay. just a teaser. I like that. Yeah. You'll have to have me on when I win the Lions bet. I'm totally down. We'll do something. <laughs> there we go. And I do this have, guy I do knows have, nothing about football, but he had some money to burn. So so yeah. each week I do a betting segment that's like 20 minutes long for football betting. So maybe that maybe that'll help you next year. Okay, I'll have to tune in. We we made a lot of money like because I, I I make my own personal bets and I put them out there and then keep track of that throughout the year. We did really well last. So year. speaking of that. Did the Super Bowl go the way you thought it was going to go? Oh, it was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'm a Chiefs fan. So, uh, yep. uh, first time Patrick Mahomes has never thrown a touchdown pass. Well, they, um, they did some, they had some statistic on how many yards he ran 470 something. Yeah, yeah, just trying to make passes. Yeah. Yeah, now his pocket was, kept collapsing. I knew it was going to be bad because you're starting. Two tackles, your starting two tackles are gone. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be bad. Were they out for COVID? Is that what it was? No. Um, uh, the best, our best player, Eric Fisher, he tore his Achilles in the game oh. prior. And uh, Mitchell Schwartz, our all pro right tackle, he's been out for half the season. So okay. we were already in a pinch. And then our starting guard uh, is a doctor. And when COVID hit, he decided to go be a doctor to take care of COVID patients. So he's the only doctor in the league that. He's really he's legit. I had no he's idea. A, got a legit MD. God, I should pay more um, attention to things. So, yeah, we had three starting linemen that were not playing in the Super Bowl. And I was like, we'll see how this goes. I didn't think he would go the way it did. I thought it would be a close game. And no, it was, it was absolutely yeah. atrocious. Well, you guys were also playing against the referees. I'm glad you said that. As a Chiefs <laughs> fan, I had to wait till somebody else said it. Did you Did you see the meme of the referee shirt? It said, you know, we used to think this was a Patriot jersey, but now we realize. Yeah. 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 TP12. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, I still got my, my Zippo here from the real Super Bowl. I see that. Yeah, I got I got the Chiefs Super Bowl champion. We won a bet, actually, uh, on the back the Bryant, of the Chiefs the last Falconer. year. Um, Bryant from Cigar Talk, mm-hmm. he's big San Francisco fan. Yeah. And so we bet him uh, that the uh, – the well, we bet him that he would have to smoke – what was it? It was uh, a Backwoods. A backwoods. Backwoods on, honey? On, on his show. On his show. And then he And smoked. review it. Please tell me he reviewed it. <laughs> well, he did a video. He kind of yeah. chinsed out on the thing, but but we got him back. So, so um, and then he bet us that we had to smoke, what was it, a black and mild on our yeah. show. And, uh, well, we won. And so he did a video that he put up on Instagram where he's smoking this thing in his car, and he's just kind of ragging on it. And um, we wouldn't let that stand. We didn't let that stand because no, that, that, that wasn't the bet. So when so when Bryant came to town and we had him on the show and we're sitting over there at Riverman, we got done with the one cigar and we're like, hey, we, we got a second cigar here and we're going to light this up. And we got it out. And <laughs> sure enough, we had him had him smoke the backwoods honey That's right awesome. there on our show. So, 
Yep. Now, now I won't lie. I've I've smoked the backwoods every once I mean, in a while. You know, I, mean, I I do. But Nick you knows know. I'm not proud. I'll I'll pretty much smoke anything. Let's be real, yeah. Jeff. That's that's when they write your biography. The title of it is "I'm Not Proud." I'm not <laughs> proud. The, the Jeff Egbert story. That'll be the headline on my obit. <laughs> he wasn't proud. Put there on your tombstone. He yeah, wasn't I'm proud. not proud. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is fun. I'm really glad you guys brought me here. This is a, a new place for me, and I'm digging it. Cause now, I want to point out, the Top Shooters, it's a great place. And yeah, they, it's awesome. They're really good. They let us record. We can come out here on the uh, patio, and you know, we're, Have we're cigars distant and yep. enough from the doors that we can smoke and all that. And they're very accommodating to us. And they have all these TVs on right now. And I'm looking over here at this guy dressed in all green um, playing golf. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you have a golf story. Oh, I don't know if we can go on that <laughs> one on the show. I do have a golf story. <laughs> can, I do. Can you tell that on the show? I don't. I mean, I can tell a version of you it. Can le- It'll be truthful. It'll be a truthful version. We'll, we'll, we'll change the names to protect the innocent. Okay. Or the guilty in this case. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Are you up for this story? Yeah, I'm up for I it. Love I'm game. on the spot. Yeah. Um, playing golf with a couple of major, major league baseball players, uh, both retired. Uh, one, uh, his name rhymes with, um, Ron Jocker and, uh, <laughs> we'll just call him Ron for now. We'll call him Ron. Uh, call him Ron. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it was days of our lives or all my children. Some, some guy from a soap, soap opera. opera. Some no, actor. No, nobody knew. And okay. We're golfing and, uh, it was 14th hole. Mr. Ron was definitely in his own universe and everybody kind of knew that, you know, he's like a little different, very intense, very good, very good golf player. Uh, but he squatted down on the 14th hole to line up his ball, and his pants ripped, and big old giant wad of testicles just <laughs> fell out. <laughs> and, I mean, these things were like, I'm like, I guess that's what you call the major leagues. That's the major leagues right there. And I'm looking at this other ball player, and he's looking at me, and Ron is just uh, – Minding his own business with his things just hanging out, just, just out. lining up the putt, and yep. and not he had to have known, but acted like it was just another day in the ballpark, and we don't know what to do. He ends up standing up and making his putt, and none of us said anything because we're scared to death of him. <laughs> and we went on to the next hole, and the next hole, and, and it happened every time. Get to the 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 green, and the junk would drop out the trunk, and and we were like, oh. We're coming up on the clubhouse here. <laughs> like, this is—he's got to know, and no one. We're all too scared to tell him because like he's got to know, and we're like we, we can't do that at the clubhouse. He did. Oh my eighteenth. Nobody said anything. Walked into the clubhouse, had a couple of drinks, bullshit with the guys. Nobody had the balls to tell him about his balls. Was there not no, once? Was there how no many people underwear? were there? It was a celebrity tournament, so I mean, so there were tons of people there. Plenty of people there, but yeah. was there no underwear? No, there, none. there was nothing. There were zero. Obviously, there were zero. There was underwear no because okay. it all came a plopping Just, out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was that had like, to be an awkward you know ride what? on the golf cart. I'll be it, well. I didn't. Uh, me and the other ball player were on one golf cart. We put the uh, soap opera, the guy. soap opera guy <laughs> on. And I'm like, you, you deal with him, buddy. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do this. Um, I'm sure he was grateful for that. Oh man, he was one of my childhood heroes. So it made it even that much more awkward. Oh my! But God. then at the same time, I found myself thinking, like, this guy's like legit nuts. No pun intended. 
Um, but then at the same time, like, I was like, you know what? If I had that, I might do the same thing just for the shits and giggles. This nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened yep now i wish i could say that in my time with major league baseball that was the only male genitalia that i saw at work <laughs> but it that would be far from the truth <laughs> we had plenty of issues that involved johnson's so, okay see um, it's a different world i guess very different world yeah now here's the good thing uh that would have been um you know, you're looking at this is over 10 years ago, and I had a BlackBerry World phone, and that was like King Kong of that day. Everybody at MLB had to have these BlackBerry World phones, and that was like the pimp daddy phone of that time. If the shit happened when I worked there, what happened today where everybody has iPhones? Oh, I with could like not imagine the my cameras. Job. Yeah. I could not imagine going through some of that stuff. But you know somebody out there has your job and is doing yeah. the same job and yeah. dealing with probably very similar stuff. Only on another level. Only a dealing much with iPhones. Because for me, like when something would happen, you'd end up getting a call from the league being like, hey, something's been reported to the media. They're leaking this out or whatever. So then you go on radio stations starting at like 5 a.m. telling your side of the story. Like, that is not, that not happened with my Working client. the damage control. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's just what the league does for its players. And um, Some might say they take that too far, but uh, you also have to protect the shield, right? I mean, yeah. I, I get that. Um, protect the brand. But it's an awkward position when you're a youngster. And uh, there's actually a documentary that came out. A lot of my friends didn't believe the job I had, but documentary came out uh, a couple years ago that did expose what was going on with the league how, how do you even get that job so for me is kind of i'm this all right i'm just kind of dirty how i got it so <laughs> um when i was That's why gradu- I asked. when i was graduating college like i already had a couple degrees and my uh advisor was like you know you're like six hours away from having like a degree in sports management as well and i was like i wasn't even trying to do what yeah. It was like, just two classes? Like, yeah. Sure. Why not? I'll do it. Um, so then I was like, well, maybe there's something I can do with it. So immediately upon that, I decided to become president of the sport management club. So we did some cool stuff, but the main thing, I was just trying to get everybody internships. And one internship came in through my email, and it was for Major League Baseball, not just the club, not just that. I was like, might not tell everybody. Yeah, about you're this like, one. I'll pocket Might that one. Ahead. A little Bogarten went on. Yeah, that's actually what happened. And I applied without telling anybody else, and got interviewed, and got the internship, and then they hired me from there. And that's literally how it happened. It was like an, I was never going to do anything with professional sports, and then it just in one semester, just everything changed, and it clicked. Yeah, yeah, really clicked. Neat. That is really cool. So it was it was fun for a while, and everybody thought I had like the coolest job on earth. And so when I quit, it had to be was, exhausting. Everybody was like, "I can't believe you quit that job. That had to be like the coolest job ever." And I was like, "No, yeah, no, it was you're, brutal." You're like, it might have been cool, but it also was the worst job. Yeah, it was yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, and there were so many times, like, I guess I'm a little more freewheeling now, but back then, like. I'd signed so much paperwork saying I would never say anything or write a book about anything that happened. And when I first wow. when I first got there and I started signing all these NDAs, like I thought, like what? I'm sitting in the office. Like this is stupid. Yeah. No. Found out pretty. Then quick. you went out and oh yeah. Oh, this, this is, is why. why. Yeah. This is why. <laughs> okay. Awesome. 
Well, well, let's take another round on the cigars real quick. I, I full disclosure, I was down to the nub on mine on my are. vintage. Yes, and it, I didn't want to put it down. I mean, I finally had to. I was burning my fingers, but man, is it good that the Aladino vintage is just an incredible cigar. The the one thing about the vintage I think is interesting, and, and age has a lot to do with it, but um, it mellows out to a point to where there's really no changes that happen to the mm-hmm. cigar. It's the creamy. All the way to the all yep. the way to the end, which I is mean, what I liked. Yeah. So it was perfect for yeah. me. It's it's a nice smoke. It's sure. like it's like you've listened to the show and knew what cigar to give me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying the Maduro. This oh, I bet really you good. have. Yeah, I did just do another retro hail. You didn't. You and didn't I go didn't nuts. Cough. Yeah, it, I did feel the tickle though. So like it, it, it I don't is know. Is it spicy? Is it peppery? What do you get? A little on that? bit. Yeah, it's 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 got that corojo spice yeah, to you it. Really you really have know, to do the retro to get the spice. You do. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're smoking it, you don't really get the full spice with the Maduro. So we've got uh, we've got two Maduros that are basically for all intents and purposes, it's the exact same blend. Okay. Uh, the other one's in the Rancho Luna line. Yeah. Which is it's it's really just younger tobacco, and a lot of Maduro smokers they're going for that big. They want a big bolt. They think Maduro means big bolt, which doesn't. First off, it doesn't mean that at all. <laughs> but um, we got a the Rancho Luna is is a younger version where it does have that little bit of a twinge to it. Same thing. Whereas when you smoke this, it's like Baker's chocolate, smooth, uh, a little bit of earthiness and. Yep. That's that's kind of it. It's it's a well aged cigar. Before that's another one. Like it's got age on it before it hits the market as well. Now you mentioned um, that like with this vintage, there we're going to get some different sizes, different mm-hmm. vitolas, as yeah. it were. And it, so I guess, do you notice when you smoke a cigar, like whether it's a Toro or whatever it might be, does that change the blend up enough that it really changes the taste of the cigar? I think it changes it tons. Do you? Yeah, greatly. Um, like take our uh, our Cameroon that's out on the market. It's it's done really well for us this past year. Got on a lot of lists. Um, we've got that in a Lonsdale, right? Mm-hmm. And in the Lonsdale, you're you're getting the majority of the the Cameroon, the actual wrapper. And the Lonsdale is the one for for full disclosure. That's the one I usually get. That's, so yeah, that's my go to yep. as well. Um, I like smaller ring gauges, um, but the Lonsdale since you're getting more of that Cameroon less of the Corojo in the filler, it's a much sweeter yep. tasting cigar than you go to the Super Toro that's packed full of the uh, Corojo, and that one carries more spice. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, like, you're going to like our Cameroon, but do you want more sweet or do you want more spice? And that should tell you which size to smoke, because to me, two totally different cigars almost. Makes a lot of sense. It does. Well, and it's like the number four. Mm-hmm. You know, that one, it's like, it just, it seems like such a little powerhouse yeah. versus the other sizes yeah. of the uh, for sure. the Corojo Reserva. And that's one thing I tell people all the time. A lot of people don't smoke Lanceros, I, it yeah. doesn't, whether it's because it doesn't look manly or whatever, and like BS. If you like the flavor of any cigar you smoke, try that exact same cigar in a smaller ring gauge. Go a smaller size down. You're going to get that same flavor that you just said you liked amplified. And if you really want the king of the king, then go for the Lancero, in my opinion. Like that's. Do you make a? Do they make a Lancero um, in the Cameroon? Uh, the Lonsdale. Lonsdale. That's, okay. That's, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now we're toying with bringing it out in a Lancero. Okay. Um, this vintage Chabano will be out in a Lancero, and it carries way more pepper kick to it. Okay. Once it's in that Lancero version, 
Um, but yeah, and then we've got uh, this Maduro is in a Lancero, and uh, and then the Corojo also is in a Lancero. Now, now speaking of the, I I don't want to even call it a budget cigar. The the Tatistan. Yeah. Okay. That thing is just incredible. It won our battle of the budgets yeah. um, a couple of weeks back. And by the way, shout out to the fine people at Tatiscan. Have you <laughs> have you ever been there? Because I'm telling you, these are salt God. of the earth people. They they're definitely salt of the earth people. The the people, the great people of Tatiscan. <laughs> exactly, a great region of this world <laughs> that many too. forgot even existed. Uh, right. Uh, it's kind of like Atlantis. Only this one we know is as real as it Dude, gets. Dude, I spent six weeks there, and I've never I've never ran into. More down to the earth, or your people, the Tatiscanis, yes. So uh. that being said, I actually, after the Battle of the Budgets, that night we were at Riverman um, over here in Crestwood, Missouri, and I went in and bought Dan out of the, uh, I think it was the uh, Churchill. Yeah, I think you bought him out of the yeah. Churchill. And that is such a good cigar. And it for is. the price point, how do you ever beat that cigar? It's awesome. Um it's it's interesting. COVID's really helped that out because what what do we find? People sat at home and smoked a lot. Uh huh. Yes. Um, and as as referenced by the two guys you're sitting here yeah. with, yeah, we so, yeah we've ramped up a lot. So as COVID just continued to go on, more and more people started going to more budget friendly cigars, and that thing just took off the second half of this year. Yeah, um, which has been great because I always tell people all the time, I'm like, you got to try our Tatiscan. You got to try our Tatiscan. Our yellow series and a lot of stores are like, oh, we don't really sell, you know, bundle type cigars. Here. They're nuts. And I'm like, okay, then sit down and smoke it with me. Yeah. Let's just smoke it. And they're like, well, I want to smoke the Reserva. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We know the Reserva is good. Yep. Smoke this with me. And every store I go to, they end up buying it because they're like, holy cow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that our mutual friend Dan over at Riverman has done. Um, give him another plug here real quick. But he has really cultivated those budget bundles. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got some great ones in there. But, yeah, the top of the list for me is that Tatiscan Yellow. I agree. And I would say, of all the places I've been to, Dan probably has as good a selection of on bundles as any store that I've been to. Amen. I mean, he oh, carries yeah. the good ones, too. I yeah. mean, it, well, he didn't carry any. Let's be real. There's a lot of stores that you go into, and if it's if they have any, they maybe have some quorum sitting yeah. there. And they're shoved in you the know, corner, kind of hidden away. And, and no disrespect to quorum, but, I mean, it's just it's one well-known budget brand yeah but everybody's making them and and you just gotta pull them out of people sometimes you know so and i'll tell you if if there's somebody out there that wants to cut their dollar cost average for smoking Mm -hmm. and they haven't tried the tatascan yellow series they need to go out and do that tomorrow absolutely Definitely. I, I appreciate you guys doing that and following the whole thing was was really fun. We and, like and, the, the whole tournament was just a and cool I'm not gonna idea. Lie to you. We had no idea going into it where it was going to take us, and there were some cigars in there that I thought were going to be at the top of the list that weren't when we sat down and smoked them along the other cigars. Yeah, yeah. and you know they were they were some big names, and you know n- nothing against them. They were all good cigars. Every one of the cigars in the in the whole Sweat 16, I would go back and smoke because, you know, I, I, I like to smoke a cheaper cigar because I do a lot of smoking when I drive. Sure. And, you know, I'm not necessarily getting to sit and enjoy the cigar, but I, I like to do something when I'm driving. It kind of keeps me, you know, in the game because yeah. I get bored when I drive. And all of those cigars were good, but, man, the Tatiscan Yellow just stood out. I appreciate you guys saying that. I mean, I really do. Like, I'm always going to be biased, 
But uh, I, what I loved most about you guys doing that is, you know, in, in the bourbon world, the whiskey world, all these shows, they do this, like, let's go through budget bourbons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't see anybody doing this in the cigar industry. Yeah. And Everybody's always wanting to smoke what's new and what's yeah. hot or, yep. you know, whatever. And it's always these $10, $12 sticks. And it's like, guys, you know, there's some good stuff yeah. in, the, in the budget realm as well. Well, and we started off that whole battle of the budgets. It was kind of on a whim because we lost a guest and we're like, hey, what are we going to do? Oh, we've been kicking this around. Let's just do it. We started that and people have followed that battle of the budgets. Like you can tell in the numbers from our podcast, people are tuning in to hear that. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So it's oh. it's been a lot of fun. And and like I said, you know, your, your stick came out there on top. So appreciate it. Well, why don't we go ahead and move into our Friday segments here, Jeff? So we can okay, then. We, we're gonna we're gonna first talk about three cigars that we smoked and, and enjoyed this week. So, have you got three that you want to throw in, or I've got? I mean, uh, I got one off the top of my head right now. I've got I've got two that I'm in love with, to be honestly. Okay. Um, if you want me to go ahead, and I mean, start. you can shameless plug if you want. I mean, yeah, if you want to go ahead and start, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. a cigar lover. Everybody, okay. well, when you become a rep, do you only smoke your brand? Like, well, no, no, because I love cigars. And number one, like, why wouldn't you want to know the competition? Exactly, find out what exactly. everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, so, I thought this cigar was going to be a gimmick at first. I, sh- you know, I shouldn't have thought that. But the more I've smoked it, the more I've come to love it. And that's the Superfly by Oscar. Really, I love Superfly. Uh, original uh, purple or the, the, the uh, purple? Uh, the, although the Connecticut is the pink Connecticut, a really yeah, yeah, yeah. good Connecticut. It is, it yeah, legit is. Uh, I don't know why I thought it was gimmick. Probably the the presentation because okay. Oscar does a lot of good stuff. Yeah, um, I enjoy a lot of different Oscar cigars, but that Superfly it was different. There's nothing else I can compare it to. Okay, and for me, somebody that smokes stuff all the time, like I can use, like, well, I can compare this to that, and it's got a little bit more of this. But Superfly was fun for somebody that smokes all the time to be like, that's unique flavor, and whether or not you love that unique flavor or hate it, I respect it because I'm like, it's just different. It changes yep. up my palate. I pick up different things um, on that, and and I thought it was really fun. The other one that um, I think it, it got some press, but I don't think it got enough this year. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. Oh, yeah. is phenomenal. I had one of those that came in the uh, Cigar Authority uh-huh. care package, and that's the only time I've... Because nobody around here carries that. I've not smoked that yeah, cigar. But, it's um, but, man, it was a good stick. It's another one that even when you smell it, it's got that real thick barnyard aroma. Yeah. Um, and it tastes kind of like, you know, Cubans from like 10 years ago. It didn't change flavor. There was nothing crazy complex about it. It just, it was like a barnyard from beginning to end, and I just absolutely loved it. It took me a long time to give it a shot. Um, it was uh, one of my clients, actually, was like, have you smoked this? Yeah. And I was like, I haven't. And they're like, you should. And no lie, loved it. Loved yep. every second of it. But I tend to look for that. Like, there's stuff I smoke that are like, okay, that's on another level, like, um, you know quality when, when you smoke yeah. it, right? But I always look for the little gems that give me something that no one else has given. So speaking of La Aurora, have you had the uh, Carl Malone? I I have not had it. You should look that yeah. one. Yeah, That's I'll a good it. stick. That's a good I'll stick. I liked it. I mean, you know, I smoked it and I was kind of like thinking the same thing, kind of gimmick, like thinking, ah, you know, they're they're selling this on the Carl Malone name. Not uh-huh. so, you know, maybe it's not. That. It was a good cigar. Yeah. So, so if we got to do three. 
Yep. Yeah. You got one more. So you got one more. The other one I really liked that uh, a client convinced me to try was the uh, Henry Clay Warhawk. Oh, okay, and okay, okay. I'm a big Warhawk guy. Uh-huh. So do you like me? The, not so much. The, the the regular Warhawk, or was this the limited edition Rebellious? No, this is regular. Okay. I haven't had the Rebellious. Oh, okay. Is it, ne- on, is it cranked ne- up a notch? Uh, or? Oh, dude, it's like light. Really? Day. It's so good. Because I love the one I had. The, I thought the, it was fantastic. I like the, the Warhawk. I mean, I'll smoke the Warhawk uh-huh. anytime. That Rebellious, I it was limited, I think, like, was it a 1,000 boxes? Yeah. It was a limited run. And um, there was a shop here in St. Louis that got four boxes. And I think I, I bought two of their boxes, and then I individually purchased the cigars out of a third wow. so like i mean i smoked the hell just out of that it. thing dude and it it's <laughs> like it was the warhawk just ramped up i mean it was spice and flavor and just it was good i dig it yeah i love it so i gotta do it then i i still have a box of those at home um next time you're rolling through town i'll have to crack okay. that open cool. and get you one because it's it's well worth the experience awesome okay so Go i'm on. gonna jump in with my three. okay and one that I'm going to mention, and I I hate to say this, I smoked my last one, but uh, the Yagua. Yeah. I just had my last Yagua that I had. You've got a couple left in your humidor, I've got you? five sitting in my humidor I'm going to have right to now. do some <laughs> wheeling and dealing and get a couple of those <laughs> off of you. But you mentioned the barnyard, and it mm-hmm. reminded me of that. That When you do the, the cold draw and the cold retrohale on that, it... The minute I tried that cigar, it took me right back to a hayride in 4-H. Yeah. You know, it just, it had that that flavor of the straw. Love it. And it, you know, everybody talks about how smells will take you back to your childhood and different things. And that cigar did that. And, you know, one thing that I always reference is we have a uh, festival in Pinckneyville, Illinois, which is where my newspaper is. And it's called the American Thresherman Association. And every year they get together and it's this big tractor show. And I mean, like there's 700 tractors awesome. at this thing and old steam engines. And those steam engines fire up coal. And when, they, when they're burning that coal and you go out there and you smell that, it takes me back to my childhood because I grew up in a farmhouse. We talked about, yep, we, we, we both grew up on farms. And we, would, we had a coal furnace that we would burn you know, coal in. And it reminds me of waking up as a kid on the farm and dad going down and stoking the furnace and you get that that smell of that burning coal kind of gets you know permeates the house, and it always takes me back to that. So I love things like that, like yeah. the Yagua that take me back to my childhood, and remind me of something. The other cigar that I want to mention, actually, I got two more. Um, the uh, El Centurion, it's the one with the big C on it. Yeah, I think that's a my father. My father, yeah, yeah it's my father. And I smoked that here the other day with you. Okay, it's an incredible cigar. Awesome. Yeah, it's and. Nick knows I forget, so I have to take pictures of my cigars. <laughs> well, when I've got my them. Instagram up and ready to remember. I, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I believe that started as their event cigar. Oh, was then, it? I believe so. Yep. And then I'm going to give you a shameless plug here um, because this vintage, I'm going to mention it again. It was incredible, and that's that's my third cigar for the week that I want to talk about. And I know we sat here and smoked it tonight, but man, is it good. It's awesome. On to you, Nicholas. So my first one is the uh, my father Fonseca. I'm loving the new yeah. Fonseca. I mean, I really liked it back when it was a Casada cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, dude, I mean, I've been uh, the the new Fonseca. It's that good mix of uh, uh, earthiness and spice and whatnot, and man, it's just a really good cigar. 
And again, what I, I, I've been out in the ice tent quite a bit. And so what I like to do is take that, that cedar off the end of it and light that in my ashtray to get that cedar smell in the ice tent and everything. Dude, it's perfect. Yep. So I've been, we tried that that. here on the uh, patio at top shooters and it just didn't, didn't have the same effect. We weren't enclosed. Yeah. It's a little too open, but Yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, my next one is the, um, it's the Herrera Esteli, the Maduro. Ooh, you can really taste the Esteli. Yeah. yeah. So I, I God. <laughs> Jeff likes to taste the Esteli. So um, anyway, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed that one. That one was actually a deep dive into one of my Tupper doors. I was just looking for something different. And I, and I had that left over from the cigars that I got at the Kentucky Barn Smoker Sweet. in 2019. Wow. So this thing been chilling out for, Dang. you know, year. Nick was down there hanging out in the rave tent. He had a great time. Oh, yeah, the, the acid rave tent at yeah. the tobacco farm. It, I'm it sure was, that's interesting. He it lost was, his wallet. It's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. I can tell you that story. But anyway. And, and then, Dirty Fabian had your wallet, didn't he? Yeah, he found it and <laughs> gave it to the Cigars for Warriors guys. Anyway, so... And then the last one that I smoked, and honestly, this is going to be one that people are going to maybe be a little like, really? Um, I was talking to Dan, and we got on the subject of, you know, the progression of cigars. Like, you know, when you start smoking, you start with typically something light, and then somewhere along the way, um, you might try a heavier cigar, and you kind of realize, hey, you know, I'm in the more of the bold, you know, the the... You know, you branch out a little branch yeah. out. Exactly. And so I was kind of going through that progression with him and I was telling him how, you know, the first cigar I had was a was a Monte Cristo white series. And then from there, uh, I had another one and it just didn't taste the same as the one that you and I got out in Vegas. And so I'm like, you know, I branched out and the next cigar that I smoked like a chimney for quite some time. Uh, is one that I revisited the other day, and it was the Romeo He Julieta, the Reserva Real. Reserva, yep. the, the Just yep. the straight-up red band, Good, the yeah. one that everybody freaking knows, but everybody kind of like overlooks it All because the they're, they're moving on to something else. I mean, I've been smoking the Nicaragua, the blue one, mm-hmm. a lot, and it's really good. But, man, it was kind of nice to revisit that, that old-school red band, you there know, you. Romeo. So There you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of cigars, why don't we uh, why don't we hear from uh, our Rock. man Broccoli Rob for Final Third Friday? It's time for Final Third Friday with my man Broccoli Rob. Can you smell what the Brock is? Smoking! Hey, hey, parishioners of the pulpit. This is your man, Brock, and today I am smoking the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder for the final third Friday cigar of the week. Southern Draw is a veteran-owned and run business, making some incredible blends for the cigar connoisseur. The Jacob's Ladder is a full-strength, full-body cigar made in Nicaragua, utilizing a USA broadleaf wrapper, USA Maduro binder and fillers of Nicaraguan Lajero from Jalapa and Esteli. I use the deep V cutter on the solid triple cap and am smoking the Toro for this review. This cigar scores a perfect rating in appearance and construction as well as smoking characteristics. Incredible construction on this cigar makes for a perfect smoking experience. 
A dark, oily, and toothy wrapper completes this beautiful presentation. The cold draw has notes of dark chocolate, pepper, and hay. Easy light up with a nice closed foot creates a solid blast of flavor at light up. Perfect draw and tons of smoke. Solid ash falls in large chunks as well. Getting into the flavor notes, the first third has dark leather, earth, dark chocolate, cedar, caramel, and black pepper lingering on the palate and through the retrohale. The second third continues with rich leather, earth, cedar, with an addition of coffee and dried fruit notes. Black pepper lingers on the palate and consistent through the retrohale. The final third has notes of coffee, leather, cedar, earth with an addition of baking spices and an orange zest. Black pepper still lingers and is strong on the retrohale. The Jacob's Ladder is a super complex cigar for the not so faint of heart. This is a full body cigar that offers up great transitions and so many flavor notes that will keep you guessing as to what you are tasting next. This cigar had a razor sharp burn line with no touch ups throughout the cigar. Solid gray ash held on in thirds and only fell when I actually ashed it myself. I gave the Jacob's Ladder a final third cigar rating of 94. This cigar pairs well with a morning coffee or a neat pour of scotch or bourbon. The orange notes pair well with a higher proof citrusy whiskey in my opinion as well. At the Smoke Pit, we offer the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder Toro for $11.99 each and always have plenty of Southern Draw cigars on hand for your enjoyment. The Smoke Pit, located at 221 West Main Street in downtown Greenwood, Indiana, is an all-inclusive cigar lounge offering a wide range of boutique cigar brands along with many heritage brands, bringing you one of the most unique selections in central Indiana at a fair price. Come in today and enjoy our comfortable lounge over a cigar and a great conversation with others who love the cigar culture. You can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar and also check out FinalThirdCigar.com for full reviews of cigars and other cigar related content. Have a great week and remember to relax, stay smoky, and enjoy each cigar you smoke down to the brock. Until next time, can you smell it? awesome i i love listening to brock broccoli does a good job with his uh with his reviews and guys you can check out more of his reviews over at final third cigar.com i dig it so now nick i want to point out normally on a friday show we do a selection from the bi-monthly cigars box yeah we're... we moved that back since we had a guest in studio today yep in by the way let me mention in the jerry tobacco aladino mobile, mobile studio. studios so uh we'll be smoking that on tuesday but uh, tell everybody, remind them, what is MyMonthlyCigars.com? My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. Come in a variety of sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. And it's two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So it's good to share or, uh, you know. Hoard. Ha- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, both of those are covered by their MSRP guarantee, which states that the value of the cigars within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. And if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, that gets you free shipping on the first box as well as 20% off any of the items in their online store because Nick has an online store with cigars and accessories and all kinds of other fun stuff over there at MyMonthlyCigars.com. I noticed uh, our, our buddy Cigar Eyes from Instagram 
is doing some stuff with my monthly as well, but use our code first. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you can use hers. I mean, you know. You know. Yeah. It's not a bad follow. No. 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 Not at all. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you want me to ask you how people reach out to us on the socials now? We're on Instagram at the Cigar <laughs> Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator. He loves the transitions. Any KKID Gator. That's my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the new Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group. So get in on that. We're we're sharing the, the that love. thing is taken off. It's and been that nice. was your idea, and I've got to give you credit. It's really going over Actually, well. Actually, you know, I'm going to not take the credit for that idea. That credit goes to Trent, who was on our show uh, for the Battle of the Budgets. I love finals. Trent. And Trent suggested that I do that, and I said, why not? And so that's all Trent. Well, there you go. So, but it's a good opportunity for the parishioners to fellowship and get to know each other. I just knew I had nothing to do with it, so. No. In yeah. fact, you took like well over a day to even join up, even though I sent you the invite right when I, I you know, created busy. it. Really? Well, ish. You troll Facebook all the time. Ish. I'm, and, yeah, I'm, I'm trolling Instagram more than Facebook now. I'm really kind of over Facebook. Okay. I hate to, you know, say that. Well, I actually yeah. don't hate to say that. I get I'm, it. I'm tired of all my data being stolen. But now that we have Apple products, that's going to go away. Yeah, good luck stealing our identity now. We're also on Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, and you can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. And make sure you get your questions into us for the Ask the Boys segment by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. Ask us anything, guys. It doesn't but, have to be cigar-related. It no, can be whatever. We had some janky questions this last time. We did. Yeah, they were they were they, out there. They were, they were interesting. Like one we actually like both kind of recoiled from and like, oh, God. Yeah, it was yeah. a game of... Uh, what was it? It was uh, oh, uh, uh, screw marry or kill. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but yeah. it was uh, Nick Perdomo, Rocky Patel, and um, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Drew. Yeah, I'm totally in. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. We we kind of dodged that. We, yeah, we, we danced around that one. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I don't want to screw marry or kill any of those guys. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, um, what's the status on uh, MySpace? It's still down. Still Jeff. down. Okay. Still, still down. down huh? Still gone. After all these years. Still all gone. these years. What was it? Your five five songs or what was that? I don't, I don't even know how you it you works. Your top friends. Yeah. It was you like, knew yeah. where you stood. It was your top friends. True. Yeah. It's true. So yeah, I miss those days. I was actually never on it. You don't have five friends. No. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> I, Nick Nick's one of the top two or three, and you know that's barely. What the hell? We have more, more of a frenemy relationship going on at most times. Frenemy. <laughs> anyway. So, what else do we have? That that That's the business. So, we're done now? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's an awkward ending yeah. transition. I love Jeff. awkward pauses. I know. Yeah. So... Yeah. Can you see how good of a co-host he is? <laughs> He's awesome, man. I mean, the transitions, you know, seamless. It's, you like, know? it's like, usually it's like you can determine which one's the straight guy and, and which one isn't. No, no, I can't. You guys are just both on your own level here. <laughs> see, and this would have been a good opportunity, Jeff, for us to do our thing where we both have, you know, competing comp- or, uh, conversations. Okay, this is something that has evolved over time with our friendship, and it... We'll be in like a social setting, and we'll just start having a conversation on our own. But we both have a conversation on our own about different topics. Yeah, and 
People's heads and what's will funny like explode. Is I'll pay attention to what he's saying, but and he'll pay attention to what I'm saying. And but we totally are having the conversation. It's a one sided conversation, and somebody <laughs> will pay, be like, "What are you guys?" And we're like, oh, you know, yeah. whatever. It's kind of our thing. Yeah, this it's, would be a good time really, to do it, although we're not. Yeah, now we're done. Yeah. So anyway, so we Trey, did, we did our socials. How mm-hmm. do people reach out? I to was you? just about to say, how so, do people follow you? So anything you want to learn about the company, JREtobacco.com. Uh, you can learn about the company's history, which is my favorite thing to tell, which we didn't really get into here today. But uh, I love going over the, the company history. So if you're interested, JREtobacco.com can explain a lot of that to you. If you want to follow my shenanigans on the road, uh, Trey Mac Aladino, that's the Insta. That's where I put the the pictures of things. And, you know, had a show that uh, I Insta'd because uh, we got shut down with the fire department because they got a call. Things were things were not good. We were smoke was showing at the event. Yeah, and the next thing you know, there was two <laughs> fire trucks and they shut us down. And, uh, you know, that's all on Instagram. And I'm in a wig and... It just was a weird time to have all that happen. So you never know we what's going to We need happen. to party with you more often. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun event. Good uh, times. Well, that's awesome. Now, so, I yeah. shamelessly, when when uh, Husto was on the show with us and we were announcing you know, that you guys were going to be sponsoring the mobile studio, I threw out a plug and said, one, one caveat we have for this agreement is we have to go down to the farm. I love that. Yes. And I want to do that in the worst way. So you got to help us make that happen. So if we make that happen and we will make that happen. Okay. Um, got to get Julio on the show. Oh, oh I, absolutely. Want that, I want that in the worst possible that way. That would be yeah. amazing. Yep. And to, and to do a podcast and see, from Honduras right there. Yes. Yes. And see, and you know why else we need to make this happen? And, and sooner rather than later, I want to beat those guys at the Cigar Authority to having Julio on the show. Because <laughs> they keep the cigar, they they're, keep they're, toying with it yeah. and everything. They're and they're working both Husto and Christian oh, yeah. on that angle. And it's like you know, we're I coming mean, for you, Dave. It'd be so nice if I could beat. <laughs> be so if funny. I could beat the cigar authority to heaven, who's Julio on the show, dude. You guys, you guys got to come down. I, I think yeah, I'm to, all in. I think so. We could hang out down by the schoolyard. God damn it! Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> So, well, dude, seriously, thank you so much for coming on this with us. This has been fun. I really appreciate you guys bringing me on, especially short notice. I'm like, hey, I'm in town. I'm like, Oh, no, this worked out doing? well. We're nothing if not accommodating. That's awesome. Yeah. It's this good. worked out really good. All right. Well, let's go eat. Hey, I'm, By the into, way, I'm I, into wings and pretty things. And this we, is the place. We can make there that happen go. here at Top Shooters. So. All right. All right. Well, guys, this has been another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. This is Gator. Shout out to Broccoli Rob. This is Trey Mack. Love you, bro. (laughs) Stay safe and stay smoky. So, Trey, seriously, thanks for hanging out with me, and I know you had to put up with Nick, too, so thank you. God damn it. Thank you, guys. Seriously. I've had a blast, though. For real. But, I mean, it was tough. (laughs) Damn it.